By now, you've probably heard some online voices saying that the traditional Latin Mass has either been completely banned by the Vatican or that it has been completely banned in St. Peter's Basilica. Late on Friday, the Vatican issued an order regarding the Latin Mass that has gotten a lot of reporting. I wanted to let this simmer a little bit over the weekend before diving in, because I have been warning that they will ban the traditional Latin Mass as completely as they are able, and it will probably happen in the next few years, but this is a complicated story and this certainly isn't that. Today I'm going to go over the facts of the statement that was released for you, what it actually will affect, and where it came from. The short version, the traditional Latin Mass has not yet been banned, even technically in St. Peter's Basilica. And as I go over the story, remember this little tidbit of information that was also released Friday. The Vatican warns it has nearly depleted its reserves from donations, urging the faithful to continue giving to cover its deficit after publishing its 2021 budget. Remember that. Let's dive in. On the Feast of St. Gregory the Great, the Vatican issued a statement with no warning, severely restricting the traditional Latin Mass in St. Peter's Basilica. This was not a restriction placed on the entire church, nor was this a ban of the TLM itself. This is important because that is how this is being interpreted widely. I do believe this to be one important step in the, in the direction to banning the Latin Mass entirely, and I will get into that at the end. But I'll read the short proclamation here in its entirety. Again, this is a, it's really short. The translation is a working one that the Catholic reporter Diana Montagna posted on Twitter. It'll be on your screen. Quote, To the most excellent, extraordinary commissioner of the fabric of St. Peter, to the canons of the Vatican chapter, to the liturgical celebration service of the Basilica. The season of Lent invites us to return to the Lord with all our heart. See Joel chapter 2, verse 12. Giving greater centrality to listening to the Word of God and to the Eucharistic celebration. In this sense, wishing to ensure that Holy Masses in St. Peter's Basilica take place in an atmosphere of recollection and liturgical decorum, from now on the following is ordered. 1. Individual celebrations are suppressed. 2. Priests and faithful who daily come to the Basilica for Holy Mass will have the opportunity to participate in the following concelebrations. 7 a.m. in the choir chapel, 7.30 a.m. at the altar of the cathedral, 8 a.m. in the choir chapel, 9 a.m. at the altar of the cathedral. The timetable of the other Holy Masses remain unchanged. On the occasion of the memorial of a saint whose remains are kept in the Basilica, one of the Holy Masses may be celebrated at this corresponding altar. On Sundays and solemnities, the fittingness of keeping to these times will be considered. Three, concelebrations shall be liturgically animated with the assistance of readers and cantors. Four, groups of pilgrimages accompanied by a bishop or a priest are assured the possibility of celebrating Holy Mass in the Vatican grottos. And five, with regard to the extraordinary rite, authorized priests may celebrate at seven, seven thirty, eight, and nine in the Clementine Chapel of the Vatican Grottos. The present dispositions will come into force on the twenty second of March, the Monday of the fifth week of Lent. From the Vatican, twelfth of March, twenty twenty one. 
primacy for the Basilica is being given to the Novus Ordo Missae. Speaking strictly technically, the TLM is being limited at the facility and put to the literal catacombs of the building, unless it's being said specifically by a select group of unnamed authorized priests. The symbolism isn't lost on anyone here. What strikes me is that this is being done in the name of liturgical decorum, if you can believe it. They say that they're enforcing liturgical decorum by banning the most reverent mass and instead allowing only a liturgy prone to the use of pop music and indecorous behavior by the laity, including adopting uh, prohibited postures restricted only to the priest. This is something unintentionally ironic, and as Diane Montagna said on Twitter, quote, Effectively, what today's letter appears to suggest is that, one, at least for the foreseeable future in the main body of St. Peter's Basilica, priests and faithful will only experience the Holy Mass con-celebrated in the Novus Ordo. And two, the extraordinary form will go underground. End quote. But there is some important contextual information here. This move comes one month after Pope Francis appointed Cardinal Mauro Gambetti as the new archpriest of St. Peter's. Angelus News describes Gambetti in the following way, quote, Until now, Cardinal Gambetti, 55, had since 2013 been in charge of running the sacred convent of St. Francis of Assisi, where St. Francis is buried. In addition to being the youngest of the newest crop of cardinals to be elevated, Gambetti also has a degree in engineering, theology, and theological anthropology. Cardinal Gambetti's appointment is important on several levels. While running the Basilica itself is not one of the Vatican's most high-profile gigs, the Vatican does take its spiritual and cultural patrimony very seriously, and preserving that is a priority, especially given the prized role that the Church believes beauty plays in evangelization. Yet apart from the patrimonial aspect of overseeing the Vatican's most iconic landmark, Cardinal Gambetti also represents a step toward changing the inner culture of the Vatican, which is at the heart of Pope Francis's reform efforts. End quote. You shouldn't be surprised that Cardinal Gambetti is a loyal player in the ape of the church that Francis is building. Regardless, as you well know, there are some rather stridently anti-traditional Latin mass voices out there, including Rich Rejo, who might be the most famous high school theology teacher in the church. Seriously, and he has somehow gained a large and influential following online in the Catholic world. And boy is Rejo jubilant about this. He has a long history of antipathy and hostility to sacred tradition and the traditionalist movement in the church. But he's not the only one celebrating. But it's time to clear something up. There was some initial doubt whether this move was real or not. Edward Penton, the noted Catholic journalist, tweeted this, quote, There are reasons to believe this unsigned letter appearing to come from the Secretary of State and suppressing individual masses being celebrated in the main body of St. Peter's Basilica is fake, checking with the Holy See press office for confirmation. End quote. That tweet inspired a lot of talk across the internet about this being some kind of papal ascension anniversary prank done on the benefit of Francis, since the notice was not only issued on the feast day of the great liturgist St. Gregory the Great, but also on the anniversary of Pope Francis' ascension to the throne of Peter. But later, Penton would tweet that his sources within the Vatican confirmed the letter's authenticity, though this was done outside of the typical channels. This is the effect this will have, as described by one priest that Steve Skojek quoted in his piece at 1 Peter 5. Quote, Today marks a sad development I hope I would never see. The suspension of the possibility of a priest being able to turn up in the sacristy of St. Peter's Basilica and being able to celebrate Mass at one of the many side altars of the Basilica, 
Furthermore, the celebration of Mass in the older form is now to be limited to quote-unquote authorized priests at a single altar in the crypt at either 7 a.m., 7.30 a.m., 8 a.m., or 9 a.m. It was such a sign of the universality of the Church that a visiting priest could celebrate Mass easily in the heart of Rome and be guaranteed a small congregation as he arrived at the altar. I am immensely grateful for the many times I have celebrated Mass in the Basilica in this way, with hundreds of people whose names I shall never know in this life. These Masses will always be a very precious memory for me. With all due respect to those whose competence it is to make such decisions, I am truly sorry that I will not be able to have that experience again, and that it will also be denied to those who are not able to experience it. End quote. Some are describing this move as leaving St. Peter's a desolate pit place. It was very common to see the traditional liturgy offered in its low mass form, set at numerous side altars at the same time. And no, that practice is not distracting for the faithful if you've never experienced it, as the low mass is a very quiet liturgy. In St. Peter's, you could have several masses offered simultaneously, which is a beautiful sight to behold, and the mind is boggled at the con- at the potential graces that being present at that many masses at the same time. Now the it's gone, effective at the end of this week, and is being done in the name of Lent liturgical decorum, of all things. Now this is being done by a liturgist known for his innovations and his modernism, and he's going to be paying a visit to Cardinal Seurat's old post, which is also an important development, as Cardinal Seurat's successor there has not yet been named. So get ready for that, because this is just the beginning. As I said at the start, this is an important step to banning the TLM entirely. St. Peter's Basilica is the most iconic building for worship in the church, and it is the natural home of the traditional Latin Mass. Given all that is going on in the church, this is what the hierarchy in Rome chooses to address. This subject, not anything else. For them, the restricting of St. Peter's in the name of liturgical decorum is the top priority, and it's a very important symbolic act. Pretty rich, all things considered. But remember, the Vatican has depleted the tithes it has on hand, is asking the laity to cover the gap. Remember their continued restrictions on the Latin Mass and their antipathy towards sacred tradition when you see a second collection announced in the coming weeks for the Vatican. Some are saying this move isn't that big, but it actually is. It functionally restricts the access to the traditional liturgy to a set of approved priests who will almost certainly only give sermons on approved subjects, and restricts those masses to the earliest hours of the day, which on a Sunday may be fine, but the rest of the time will pose challenges to the faithful seeking the traditional sacraments. And this is a critical step in the move to ban the traditional liturgy. They're clearly doing this piecemeal, one step at a time, and it all began several years ago, when the Franciscan friars of the Immaculate were functionally disbanded at the direction of Pope Francis, and few should ever forget it. They were the first traditional group targeted, and they won't be the last. These groups the Vatican has greater authority over directly, like with St. Peter's, and so that's where they're starting. So no, the TLM has not been done away with, at least not yet. But do keep a vigilant eye on this, because unless something changes, it will be gone, likely made possible when Benedict XVI passes. So there's the facts of the story, with, of course, my editorializing as usual. Let me know your thoughts on this in the comments, please. As always, pray for the church, and thank you for your support of this channel. It is appreciated. Thanks for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.